What's up, guys? It's Shana, and welcome to another episode of the Eheng Podcast. And today we will answer some questions from email. This is from Terence. Hi, Sean. Thank you for a very informative YouTube channel, which I follow from afar in Hong Kong. My wife is Malaysian, but like myself, was raised in Hong Kong. My wife still holds a Malaysian passport, and we visit occasionally. But of course, we lack the neighborhood familiarity. We are always just tourists when we are there. However, we are keen to invest in the property market and have been keeping an eye on both new and old developments. As part of our research, we have watched many of your videos with interest. Overseas agencies target foreign investors, therefore selling higher-end properties only to meet the minimum foreigner price threshold. For example, one such agency was recently pushing Alila 2 and PICC in Penang. But I cannot help but think that if these developments end up with many foreign buyers, it is not beneficial overall for the estate. I think my main question, given that MM2H of foreign buyer minimum would not apply since my wife will buy the property. Generally speaking, are lower price property better investments, assuming they are more in search for domestic buyers or are higher end purchases such as PICC still value for money? In Hong Kong, wet markets we used to have a Kwai low premium. <laughs> this Malaysian has an Ang more premium. We will intend to rent out the property. Hopefully, it will hold its value. Unlikely, we will live there ourselves long term. Maybe just short stay between tenancies. Thank you for any help. Regards, Terence. So, Terence, thank you very much for the email and all the way from Hong Kong. I really appreciate it. And personally, I'm very, very excited when I see a lot of international audience like yourself watching the channel. I would have never expect, right, when I started the channel to have foreigners watching this Malaysian Chinese speak broken English. If not, I would have speak proper English. Like, I'm just kidding. So there'll be two things I want to address here. The first thing would be the MM2H. The second thing would be the pattern of investment. MM2H has received a lot, right, tremendous attention because of its recent announcement on the higher qualification, the higher income, the higher this, higher that. All requirements has been revised and it's not in favor of the expats. So I've spoke to some friends from Hong Kong. I've done a lot of research around YouTube, right? And Generally, the comment has been nothing but bad. There's argument like saying, why would you revise such a plan when Malaysian infrastructure is not to that level? Another big argument is that property prices will drop because there's not enough expect to sustain that luxury segment. And in comparison to other countries such as Singapore and Thailand, their policies for second home is just way better in comparison to what Malaysia is offering. But one statement from Nomad Capitalist caught me, which is the old plan of MM2H was a no-brainer. Today, for a lot of expats who are staying in Malaysia currently, it was a no-brainer. The requirement was bare minimum, and once they come into the countries, you can almost predict the weather. Generally, moving around and living in Malaysia is not a problem at all. But with a new plan, suddenly it became a thing to consider. Just one thing would be the income that's now at least 40,000 monthly before you can apply that's ludicrous. With such income, why would I want to come to Malaysia as they argue? Well, in my opinion, the property market will definitely be affected but only limited to certain segments, especially the luxury segment in KLCC area versus the rest where you have Penang, where you have JB, where you have Melaka. Those places, they are more of a holiday setting where they just come in and semi-retire or enjoy the time off during winter. But if you were to compare these two, I think those tourism spots will have a bigger impact in comparison to the CBD of Malaysia. If you are genuinely for work or you have a high income 
and you need to be close to a HQ of a certain company in KL, right? There will be a higher possibility of you staying in KL city center, but for the other areas, it will be greatly impacted. Like Penang has been that favorite spot for a lot of expats, but it's not only attractive to a lot of expats, it's even for KL people like me. I'm seriously considering to retire in Penang. Then we have Johor market as well, where it's highly dependent on Singaporean buyers for their luxury segment. But as a Malaysian, to my international friends, right? Chill. <laughs> you know why? Because the beauty is that our government kind of listens to news and responds accordingly sometimes. But a lot of channels has been joking about how our government is constantly having U-turns in their policy. One day say this, the other say this. When, when a lot of people make noise, they make memes about it, they will change again. And the latest news is I've heard, I'm not too sure whether the press has released, there are serious consideration of the new MM2H policies. Even the Sultan of Johor has came out and said things like, hey, you can't just chase people away like that. So my advice is until the dust is settled, even when it's settled, there can always be change. You look into our Prime Minister has been changing a lot. <laughs> Secondly, I want to talk about the foreign ownership. Yes, we have that minimum pricing for foreigners if you want to buy or invest in Malaysia. So in KL, it depends whether you're a tier 1 or tier 2. Then in Selangor, it's like 3 million. In Penang, there's a certain threshold. In Ireland, there's one. Mainland, there's one. And when you say, is there a Guai low premium or is there an Ang Mo markup, right? Generally, that happens to marketing agencies that brings the product over to your country and sell, especially for Hong Kong. Like Hong Kong, roadshows has been performing for the past three to four years when I was in the agency brokerage scene. Every other week when we stopped by Shanghai, when we stopped by Taipei, Hong Kong, all the products that were difficult for locals, it was super easy for foreigners. And that created several things. Number one is you have something like Iskanda in Johor where the entire master plan revolves around great infrastructure, great amenities, great environment, link to Singapore and etc. Right? The general pricing around there it's higher price compared to CBD area which is Mong Kiara in Kuala Lumpur. Mong Kiara being such a mature, such a highly populated, a place with high demand only fetches around 800 to 900 per square feet but you have the exact same thing in Iskandar Putri, a place where there's no people currently. And with the current lockdown, it has proved that JB it's very hard to survive without the presence of Singaporeans and Johorians living off each other. As a result of that, Johor, which is the southernmost state in Malaysia, they are suffering the highest hangover units. It means a lot of apartments are being built but they are not sold. If you look into data, the average selling price around JB would be three to 400,000. That's the range of affordability, also the transacted price. But if you look into the apartments around that region of Medini, of Iskandar Putri, right? It's around eight to 900 per square feet, which makes the houses 800,000 to a million for an apartment. Then we also have the Chinese developers from China building all these mega towns and selling to their people ending up being ghost towns currently and those are precedent for your statement which is being an expat focused scene therefore it may not be that sustainable on the other side if you look in KL city center you have addresses such as Ampang, Desabak City, Bangsa, Mongkiara, KL Central those popular hotspots a lot of locals like to be there because it somewhat portrays the high class side of them but what I'm trying to highlight here would be that difference in population like for a place in CBD, KL you don't have to worry so much about populations being not sufficient to sustain the property because there's always demand instead my worry if you invest in other states 
that is more focused on tourism, there's more focused on Airbnb short-term stays, definitely there will be higher risk. And last of all, the thing you mentioned, which is the investment mode of the property. Maybe you want to buy something and rent out, then between tenancies, you want to come and stay, right? The rate of returns between property differs according to state. Again, like I always mention in the channel, I encourage every Malaysian, right? Not only Kuala, every Malaysian to invest in KL City Centre as we can still find properties within 4-6% to ROI pretty easily if you put in some work in your research. But in other states such as Malacca, Sabah, Johor and Penang, generally the high rental returns comes from it being a tourism hotspot and their general mode of rental would be short-term stays. And unfortunately, this lockdown demonstrated that theory pretty evidently where properties in KK suffered a lot, Johor suffered a lot, Malacca suffered. The Jonker Street where you have the chicken rice ball in Malacca, that street is being empty for months and the units are being cleared off almost at half price. Well, my friend bought some, so it's good for him. But what I'm trying to say is when we zoom into Penang, generally there's two sides of Penang the tourism side of Penang and the local side of Penang. And if you buy something local, the ROI unfortunately is not going to be that great, maybe 2-3%. to So it's important to get your expectation right. Like a lot of Singaporeans have been writing in saying that I want to buy a property in KL. Do you think it's a good idea? The first thing you need to consider would be your currency exchange. Even if the property that you invest double, right? Are you confident on the Malaysian currency? Unfortunately, even as a Malaysian, I'm not that comfortable. Even when the price appreciates, when you convert back to your motherland currency, the benefit that you have, Terence, would be a local Malaysian wife. Therefore, you can still enjoy a lot of things at local price. And once you see the prices there, you're going to be so pleasantly surprised because of the difference in expectation of real estate between Hong Kong and Penang, right? Although some also high-rise, but Wow, it's drastic. And in conclusion, I would recommend to have these conversations to get the expectation of investment right. If it's just to diversify, buy something back in Malaysia, come back every now and then, right? As long as it's tenant, the rental is around 2-3% ROI per year, and the property prices in Penang generally goes up due to scarcity of land, then every year come back for holiday, visit the in-laws, right? That would be a good idea. If you're thinking of buying a Malaysian property that will make you rich, uh, not in Penang lah. Then on that same note, do check out Batu Kawan as well. So I've made several episodes about Batu Kawan where now they are giving a lot more value in terms of product as they are generally landed properties, right? So to have a change in that Penang living lifestyle, generally Batu Kawan is still in that development stage. It's not as mature yet. There may be more opportunities on that side. But if you want to go for stable things, you can always go for Batufingui or Tanjung Tokong or PICC. So another discussion is you want to go mainstream or you want to go niche a little bit and with that thank you very much for writing in i really appreciate it especially from hong kong it makes me think whether should i really change the way i say things because sometimes english la malay la cantonese comes out from my mouth and it creates confusion between you guys i don't know once again thank you very much and for those who still have any questions regarding real estate do just email me at t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g at gmail.com where you can just dm me on instagram i-h-e-r-n-g and i'll see you on the next one Ciao.